Hello and welcome to Powerhouse Politics. I'm ABC News Chief White House Correspondent Jonathan Carl. And I'm ABC News Political Director Rick Klein. Rick, I forget, is it the day after the election or is it the day after the day after the election? It's the day after the day after okay, the okay. election. But it's still, we're still in the election mode. Look, we're counting votes. I think we're getting close uh, to being able to have uh, a sense of who the next president is. Uh, we are still counting votes. Uh, I've uh, spent a lot of time today on the phone with the Republicans. Th- those that are really hardcore president, you know, the loyalists on the on the president's team, and I'm talking not everybody on the team, but the real hardcore, uh, you know, are, are adamant that uh, they're going to pull this one off. Once you go out a couple of concentric circles, uh, people who are on the president's team, but uh, but but a little bit more realistic, or uh, his allies uh, in Congress or out in the in the consulting world on the Republican side, look, everybody is increasingly thinking that, um, that that his path to winning is is really 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 narrow. Yeah. Now, not over. Uh, you know, you, you've seen Nate Silver uh, on our air that it's it's possible that, um, that that Arizona could flip. It's getting less likely, but they're counting awfully slow out there as they tend to do. Um, and and these votes uh, in a reverse of what we're seeing in Pennsylvania. Yeah. The votes out in Arizona are. Uh, the, the late, the late calculated votes, late counted votes, tabulated votes are certainly more pro-Trump. Um, the, the Philadelphia stuff, just do the math. You see him winning, Biden winning upwards of eighty percent of the uh, of the mail-in vote, um, and you start you start doing the math back of the envelope, and you you know it looks like if the remaining several hundred thousand that are still outstanding uh, get counted uh, in the same proportion that Biden actually wins pretty comfortably in Pennsylvania. And then, of course, he doesn't even need Arizona. Yeah. Anyway, so long way of saying that um, I've been counseling. I know you've been counseling. We should probably, you know, I mean, look, take take our time. We don't need to prematurely say anything, but but it does seem to be going in in a particular direction. Yeah. A couple of big picture points. One is. Yep. This is not the system breaking. This is the system working. It, you, know, you should not be frustrated by it, but be inspired by the fact that people are taking their time because this is exactly what state officials said they would do. They're complying with state law. Um, they don't care about the president's tweets. They don't care about frivolous lawsuits. They don't care about bluster or spin from either side. They care about counting the vote. Uh, and a record number of Americans voted. A lot of them voted in new ways. Is taking a little bit longer. That's okay. I don't like it, John. I am an impatient person. Um, a lot of us in the news business are. A lot of our listeners probably are subscribers because they're like us and they they want to have a result. We all want to have a result, but uh, you should take heart that the system is working. Votes are being counted. All the votes will be counted. It doesn't matter any of the bluster, any of the threats. It doesn't matter. Uh, point two, uh, you, you, you'd rather be Joe Biden than Donald Trump. And that's been true for about 36 hours now. Um, uh, early in the night, it looked like Donald Trump had a map um, and he went out and he, um, I think, irresponsibly and uh, very prematurely declared victory, um, suggested that the election uh, was being stolen from him uh, without any evidence. He's been continuing to say that up to this this moment here on, on Thursday afternoon, two days later, um, his team is actively trying to stop the count in places where he is currently leading uh, and continue the count and extend the count in places where he is not leading. Uh, None of the lawsuits that they have offered uh, would substantially change anything, but we are still in the counting mode. We're not in the recount mode or the court challenge mode or anything else. Um, There has been nothing that's put forward that reflects a legal strategy so much as a, a political strategy. And you look at the numbers right now, no one has secured this thing. 
Uh, there just are more Biden paths. Uh, looking at the breaking down the states, John, uh, Georgia is very much in play. It's basically a 50-50 race. Uh, that would be a, a huge breakthrough for the Democrats. North Carolina, unlikely to fall for for Joe Biden, but um, you know Donald Trump looking to hold that state. But um, it's it's still you know not not enough information in for us to to make a projection there. And out west, uh, Arizona, Nevada have been uh, very consistent uh, in in having a Biden lead. It's somewhat narrowed over time. Um, it becomes harder to see a, a comeback scenario given where the votes are out. But they're there again. No projection from ABC News. And then the biggie. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, where, you know, we saw a big deficit for Joe Biden uh, on election night that he has started to chip away at uh, as the votes get counted from urban areas, particularly mail-in early vote. And uh, much like the lead in Wisconsin or Michigan, you see it melting away. And the Trump camp is just hoping that he can, uh, can, can, can hang on to that state because the only way Donald Trump wins the presidency is by hanging on to Pennsylvania. Among the most patient people in the world that I've noticed are Republican leaders not on the president's team. You do not see Republican senators. You do not see Mitch McConnell. You do not see uh, really you know, any of the Republican uh, leadership figures in Congress stepping forward and echoing what the president is saying, uh, suggesting that the vote is being stolen, that there's fraud being perpetrated, counting must stop, the counting must be accelerated, any of the crazy messages that we're hearing. Um, you, you, you hear crickets uh, from from the, the Republicans. And I, so I, I've been spending a lot of time, as you can imagine. I, I spoke with somebody who is a longtime advisor of the president this morning, uh, who is actually advising the legal team as they are looking at their legal options, who believes that there is this ever so narrow, 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 narrow path, highly unlikely. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was telling me that the, the, the big question is, who's going to be able to tell the president Who's going to be able to go into the president and say, it's over. You're not going to win. Yeah. You know who's noticed this, John? You know who's noticed the silence? Yeah. Donald Trump Jr. He just tweeted, the total lack of action from virtually all the 2024 GOP hopefuls is pretty amazing. They have a perfect platform to show they're willing and able to fight, but they will cower to the media mob instead. That tells you a lot about the state of play inside Trump land, does it not? It, it really, really does. So... So this person uh, answered the question after asking me who can go into him. I mean, it was a rhetorical question, obviously. And the answer that uh, this person who's been advising and on the phone with Trump and everything else says, maybe Sean Hannity. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and it was dead serious. Maybe Sean Hannity is the one uh, that can say, you know, it's time to give up the ghost. And here's the way I've looked at it. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see... You know, if 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 the if this ends with a Biden victory, um, as looks increasingly likely but not certain, I don't think that you will ever hear a, a traditional concession speech from Donald Trump. I think that's pretty mm -hmm. obvious, unless he really shocks the hell out of all of us. He's not going to call up Joe Biden and come out and say, "I just got off the phone with Joe Biden and I congratulated him on a, on a hard fight." No, no. But what? This person told me, and I've heard, I heard a very similar message from, um, uh, fr from a very key figure among the Senate Republicans uh, today, uh, a belief that, that he will not concede in a traditional sense, but that he will not fight the results. I mean, 
I mean, he's going to fight in court. He's doing all that. I, I, not, what, what I mean is he's not going to provoke a constitutional crisis. He's not going to refuse to accept the results. So what he may do, and this is kind of my interpretation of what both of those two uh, individuals were telling me, is he may concede. <laughs> he may concede that the election was stolen from him. In other words, accepting the inevitability of, right. of the outcome, but uh, but to this moment refusing for the, to his dying day to refuse to admit that he lost. But let's not forget that Donald Trump has not to this moment ever conceded the fact or acknowledged the fact that he lost the popular vote mm-hmm. in 2016. He still doesn't. He, yeah. he, he still insists that not only did he win the Electoral College and what he called at the time and, and several times since a landslide, 306 votes, uh, but that uh, if, you, if it weren't for all these you know, fraudulent voting out in California and elsewhere, he would have won the popular vote as well. So I'm of two minds about this moment, John, because the part of me is, is, is truly uh, inspired by the turnout and gratified that this has been a, a relatively peaceful moment, as tense as the nation is. We're waiting. We're waiting relatively patiently, as patient as we can be. But I'm also a little scared about the moment because um, the, if you take the president's public statements to the logical conclusion, um, he is suggesting some very serious things without any uh, evidence whatsoever. And if people believe him, and we saw big crowds at his rallies uh, up through election day, and we know that he got an enormous amount of this country to, to, to vote for him. Uh, if people believe him, that gets scary really fast. And um, it, he has the power, the ability to, to, to make this a, a very long uh, post-election period. He potentially would have the power to make it a very short and a very clean one. And uh, where the incentives lie is, is you know, it's up to him and, and, to, and to, to think a little bit about history. Uh, but it, it becomes, to, to my mind, a, a, a bit scary to contemplate what the range of possible outcomes continues to be. Um, you have Vice President Biden, who is being, you know, trying to be as, as measured as he can be and saying we have a path to 270 electoral votes. We don't think we've won this yet. John, what do you make of the fact that the president himself, except for that, you know, 2 a.m. or so, um, you know, truly reckless, I think, uh, speech where he, he said he'd already won and that it was being stolen. What do you make of the fact that he hasn't he hasn't said anything in public, uh, hasn't been for a camera since then? I think that he intuitively knows the power of his words uh, and he's not sure what he is going to do. You know, he's he, he's very loud on Twitter. Uh, he had that he had a statement today that he put out that was obviously written as a tweet and they decided to put out as a statement from the campaign instead, uh, probably because it would have clearly been flagged by Twitter as misinformation, saying that, uh, you know, if, 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 if legitimate votes are counted, he wins. If it's only if they count fake votes that he loses. Um, but I... I, I, I think that I think that he knows he knows the power of, of of his words, and I think there's a battle going on inside Donald Trump's brain uh, about what he is going to do, uh, and to the point of the individual that said it would take Sean Hannity to talk to him. I mean, there's nobody really that can go and do have to talk with him. I mean, I don't know, Rick, if you heard Corey Lewandowski in in, in Philadelphia. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Well, look, Corey was out doing a press conference on behalf of the Trump legal team. Take take a quick listen. This makes it look like a kangaroo court. We deserve better, and we're not leaving until we witness every single vote that transpires in here. What is going on in this city? What are you hiding? Open up the doors. Let us in. Let us six feet away so that we can have a free and fair election. 
I was on the front line, Rick, in, in, in 2000, uh, covering uh, the Gore campaign for CNN during the Florida recount. And I remember uh, the day after the election, when it was clear that there was going to be a you know, legal battle and a recount, the, um, the Gore campaign announcing that a former Secretary of State, incredibly well-respected lawyer and diplomat, Warren Christopher was going to be uh, leading the charge for uh, the Gore team, and then the uh, the Bush team announcing that a former Secretary of State, an incredibly uh, well-respected uh, political figure and diplomat, James Baker, <laughs> was going to be leading the, uh, the the Bush team. I mean, we've got you know Corey and Rudy, the Corey and Rudy show, uh, uh, Pam Bondi. It's it's it's. Um, <laughs> It's it's really something, but the president, I, I think you're right, is going to have he has the ability to either ensure that this is um, a peaceful, orderly process, or potentially one that is very dangerous. I want to say, and I want to get on the record before my mind changes about this, I am incredibly heartened by the state of American democracy at this moment. We had an election on Tuesday. It was a beautiful day. The weather was beautiful from coast to coast. Uh, we had potentially a record. We're still going to we're still waiting to see what the final turnout numbers are. But we do know that Joe Biden has received more votes than any presidential candidate in American history. And we know, Rick, that the person that won the second most votes in all of American history is Donald Trump. Donald Trump. A lot of people turned out. It was peaceful. There was no there were no foreign cyber attacks on 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 voting systems. There was no uh, outward displays of intimidation uh, of, of, of you know I mean there was nothing of what what, what had been feared. There were going to be unrest and, and violence in voting places. Things happened smoothly. Um, I think that the that the results for the last forty eight hours that we've been watching, people have been patient largely. There have been certainly exceptions to all this. But I have confidence that this is going to lead to a conclusion that's going to satisfy probably nobody entirely. I mean, we've got. It looks like if you're if you're a if you're a Democrat, you're probably you can't believe that it looks like Mitch McConnell is going to come back in as 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 uh, as majority yeah. leader. That that the Republicans are actually going to add seats in, in the House. And if you're a Republican and you, you're looking and saying, well, my you know maybe Donald Trump's going to lose. Everybody's going to have you know be upset about something. But I I find it incredibly heartening in many ways. Oh, but but like I said, we, we Donald Trump can't pour gasoline on the fire right now. That's 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 the danger. We look to elections to be clarifying moments, and I think one of the unfortunate things about uh, this one is that um, there, there's there's as much for anyone to like in it. It is a absolute fact that even if Joe Biden wins the presidency. This was a disastrous night for the Democratic Party. Uh, they lost their chance to take over the Senate majority. They will lose seats in the House of Representatives. They'll be coming back with a slimmer majority in the House, no majority whatsoever in the Senate. Mitch McConnell will have sway over all of the judicial picks and cabinet appointments that Joe Biden offers up. This is not the night they thought they would have. And while Donald Trump may be defeated, Trumpism most, de most definitively was not defeated. There is a large section of the country that voted for Donald Trump. And it happened even in places that uh, our polling and others polling suggested would would be repelled by him. And that is a reckoning that um, that an election day doesn't settle on its own. And uh, we are we've been in a volatile moment of our politics for a long time, John, as we've covered extensively. And uh, thank goodness that so far this has been a peaceful week in this in this volatile time. Uh, but there's no guarantees moving forward. And this uh, the, the, the political 
climate is as heated as it will ever be. Uh, the Democrats will be as divided against themselves uh, as they've ever been. Uh, Trumpism will rage on, even with Donald Trump uh, not in the White House. Should he should he lose? Uh, and we are we're still at a, a just an enormously tense time. No question, no question at all about it. Um, I think there's a scenario that Donald Trump looks out at this. Uh, he'll take his grievance and that it was stolen from him, which I think is something he'll never never give up on. Uh, the, a belief that he probably probably actually believe, I mean, he probably truly believes it, but you could see a scenario where he looks out and he says, okay, fine, we're going to come back again and win even bigger, <laughs> you know, um, right. and, and be able to go and, and, and look at, look at his people, look at his supporters and say, you all know, I really won and we'll, we'll go and do it for real in another time and, 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 and live on to fight another day. I, you know, cause, cause what's the end game? The, the, the Supreme Court's not going to decide this thing. I mean, this is not this mm -hmm. is that that's not what's going on here. No, there's no, there's no. There's no I mean, look, he could go and he could try to say Pennsylvania can't accept ballots received after election day. But fine, he, there's no there's no evidence that there's many of those ballots anywhere that'll affect the outcome. Even if they threw them all out, I mean, we're we're starting to look at his margins in Pennsylvania really really shrinking, and it's going to you know, I'll almost certainly turn around. So look, there's a, there's a certain degree, there's a certain, he can certainly push for, for, for recounts in the states that allow it. This process may go on for, for, for some time, but you know, it's going to be a very lonely process if he tries to push it beyond, beyond any of that. Very lonely for him. And we'll see. I mean, you know, we're only 48 hours out from the close of voting. We always knew that there were, you know, kind of crazy electoral postgame scenarios. Um, we don't know how it's going to play out yet, um, but it is. It has been um, a, a pretty extraordinary couple of days in this country, uh, and and the votes, you know, as they continue to be analyzed, as they continue to be to, to, to pour in, you know, I we don't know if we're looking at you know Florida two thousand territory. We don't know if we're looking at um, you know something where there is a relatively clean finish. You have a scenario where there's something approaching an electoral landslide where Biden wins. You know, not just the states we you know talked about, but also in Georgia and even in North Carolina. That's a much different kind of victory. Um, and uh, I, you know, I think as always, though the the wild card is Trump, and he, there's a lot that he controls with um, the, the touch of his Twitter finger and what he decides to to say and do in these coming hours and days. All right. Well, on that note, let's get back to work, Rick, and and reconvene tomorrow. That is all the time we have for Powerhouse Politics. On behalf of Avery Miller, Trevor Hastings, and Rick Klein, we'll be back tomorrow.